you ever just sit and wonder? I mean, just wonder. Nothing specific. Just sit and wonder. Or maybe better, a better word would be wander. Do you ever just sit and let your mind wander and wonder? It can be scary, actually, to let your mind just do its thing and think and search, search inside you, look at what's in front of you, what's behind you, what's beside you, who's beside you, where are you, when are you? I know, sounds crazy, but really, do you let your mind just sit and think? I, I don't do it as often as I feel I should, actually. Sometimes because I don't want to go down that path. Because frankly, sometimes it's just depressing. <laughs> you know, you realize you're 49 going on 50 real soon yeah i've built a career i i'm making above minimum wage i mean i'm above middle class but so what you know all of that is material yeah i, I like what my salary allows me to do take care of my family it's what it allows me to do and enjoy things but when I just sit and think what what's next what do I want to be next that can be scary sometimes because especially when you start to realize that 50 I never really thought about it until recently, but it's middle-aged, maybe even past middle-aged, maybe 40s more middle-aged. I guess if you look at the average age of individuals as humans, we don't live to be 100 very often. So 50 is kind of past middle-aged. I can't go out and buy a motorcycle. I already did that. I did that a long time ago. So I don't have a Corvette. I guess I could do that. But I don't have any desire to do those things that you, you know, those, those stereotypical male middle-aged things. Go out and buy a Corvette and a motorcycle and nah, don't need to do that. So what am I doing? Middle-aged me, what am I doing? Well, for the past three years, I've been changing. I've been changing physically and, frankly, mentally. I like to challenge myself in ways that I never did in my 20s and my 30s and my early 40s. I like to challenge myself. How far can I push it?
And that's usually what I end up thinking about. But not just physically, but mentally. How far can I push myself to learn, to grow, to look at the world differently? How far can I push myself professionally? And where do I want to push myself professionally? Do I want to stay where I am doing what I'm doing? Or do I want to dive into something that I that scares me? Because that's where we grow. When we start to get to a point where we're a little afraid of the next step, that's where we start to grow. Because if we're always walking in the same path and we're always doing things that are comfortable, it, it doesn't allow you to grow. It's just like fitness. You know, I've been doing fitness and growing my, well, actually shrinking my body, but growing the muscles. But you don't grow muscles by doing the same thing. You can tone them. You can refine them by doing the same thing over and over again. So there's nothing wrong with doing the same thing over and over again. You get very good at what you're doing by doing that. And you get to tone and refine what you're doing. But when you decide you want to grow, you have to push to a point of failure. So just like in fitness, if I want to grow my biceps, if I want to grow my gluteus maximus so I actually have an ass, you have to push yourself to a point of failure. Not, not so far that you hurt yourself, but far enough that you fail and then push harder. Because when you fail, that's when you grow. It's been interesting that the things that my fitness journey, losing 100 pounds in 10 months, going from being able to run barely a mile to now being able to run 14 miles without stopping, getting ready to do a marathon. It's funny what that journey of fitness and improving my health has done for my mental state, for my spiritual growth. Focusing on me from a fitness perspective has taken me to another place of focusing on me in other areas. In my work life, I used to work 60, 65 hours a week. Now I've been exempt. I've been, I don't get overtime. I've been, I, that's been my job for over 20 years, 24 years. So I'm working 60, 65 hours, getting paid for 40. And in part of the fitness journey has required me to not work that much to be able to focus on the fitness. So focusing on the fitness, focusing on me from a physical perspective also pushed me to focus on me from a professional and a life balance perspective. Focusing on me from a fitness and a physical perspective has, has taught me to focus on me from a mental perspective, a mental health perspective. Allow yourself to slow down and stop and think. So now we're back to where we started, where I started talking about do you ever stop and just allow yourself to wonder and wander and think.
I think it's important. I think if we're always going and going and going, it's, again, tying it back to fitness. If you work out hard every day, every day, seven days a week, nonstop, you'll actually start to reverse some of the things that you've been fighting for, that you've been pushing for. You can work out seven days a week, but you can't work out hard seven days a week for a long time. You'll do damage. You'll actually start to harm yourself. So it's the same with mental health. It's the same with your spiritual health. You can't go, go, go. What do they call it? Burning the candle at both ends or something like that. You can't do everything all the time. Because like in your workouts, if you do that, you will damage yourself. And if you're going nonstop, working, volunteering, just doing all the time, you'll damage yourself, yourself, your mental health, your spiritual health, your relationships. It's been interesting, this fitness journey, how it has tied into many other things in my life. And and some of it, I'd never really thought about it. It just happened. You know, one of my, one of my statements, one of my goals or hashtags, or however you want to describe it, has been, has been matter to yourself. Matter to yourself. Yeah, other people matter to you. Sure, no matter who you are, you have someone in your life that matters to you. And in many cases, there are people in our lives that matter to us more than ourselves. What I mean by that is they, they will take priority. You want to have, or you want to do something. Just as an example, you want to have cheeseburgers, but that person in your life that matters to you doesn't want to have cheeseburgers, wants to have pizza. A lot of us will go have pizza because that person matters. And in some cases, matters more than you. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having a relationship where you compromise and one day you go have pizza when you really wanted to have a cheeseburger. But if it's all the time, that's when it matters. That's when it impacts you. So my matter to yourself statement was all about my fitness journey. It was why I was doing what I was doing. Because I wanted to matter to myself. For years... Most of my life was taking care of other people. I'm not bitter about that. I don't regret anything that I've done in my life. And I hit a point, though, where I was ready to focus on me. What was weird, though, when I started to think about that was that I kind of felt bad. I think in society, we're kind of taught to not focus on... that, That focusing on yourself is selfish. It's not true. If all you ever do is you, 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 and all you ever that matters to you is you, sure, then you probably fall into this selfish category. But taking time for yourself every day, taking time to do something, whatever, if you like to knit, taking time to knit, 
if you like to read, taking time to read, but actively choosing to take time for you and mattering to yourself, you matter to yourself. It's not selfish. It's not. You can take care of you without being selfish. So we'll end where I began. Do you take time to just stop and think and wonder and wander? Wander the past, the present, the future. Always come back to the present, though. But I don't think that we can explore new things in life without allowing ourselves to wander. And if you if you always just walk the same path and you never look at other things, you never experience anything new. I mean, you might have something. If you walked the same path every day, you meet new people that do that path, that have started to do that path. You, you might see new things. There might be a new building that's being built or... So, so something new might happen in the same path, but you will not experience much else if you don't change your path. So the only way to change your path is to wonder, wander. What would it be like if I went this way? So this October 1st, the beginning of October, 2023, Personally, I'm going to make October about wandering. Thinking about what could be. I'll probably think about a lot of things that I will just decide I don't really want that. But that's the joy of wondering and wandering. You'll think of something nah, that'd be cool, but no, that's not really not a path I want. So, I just challenge you. Allow yourself to sit and think and wonder, wonder. You don't have to think about anything specific. Just allow yourself to sit. See what your brain does. It can be scary, like I said before. But allow yourself that time. Enjoy. Go do something good.